Hey, this is Travis Bennett, the pastor here at Arena of Life Church, and I just want to welcome you to our podcast. I pray this builds your faith, encourages you, and brings you to newer levels in Christ. Enjoy the message. We'll look at your neighbor and say this word's for you today. Look at your other neighbor and say, I'm so glad you made it to church today, friend. It's about time. Amen. Well, who's happy to be in the house of the Lord today? Amen. How many are already thankful that you came to church in the presence of God? I feel his presence here today. Oh, I've got to turn off. I've got, I've got lots of things going on with me here today. Amen. Uh, well, if you have your Bibles, open them to Acts chapter 1 and 1 Corinthians chapter 12. John, if you want to stay there, that's fine. Gonna tell you that. But uh, how many of y'all like gift givers? Come on, let me see a show of hands. How many of y'all you can be honest and you can say this? You know what? I'm a good gift giver. All right, very good. I am not. <laughs> hey now. I can give love. <laughs> my heart. My <laughs> Oh man, I, 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 yeah, absolutely. I, uh, it's easy for me to love people, but that's just one thing. I, I don't think about those things. And you know, you know how, how women are men, how they give those hints and stuff out there. I, I still hadn't learned in 17 years on what those hints are. I'm like, why is she telling me this? I don't understand. You know what I'm saying? But how many of y'all know gifts, gifts are great and uh, good gifts are even better. God, let's just be honest. When you get your kids clothes at Christmas time, is that me? It's somebody. Uh, uh, when you get your kids clothes at Christmas time, like when you get them underwear, they are not happy. All right? Some of y'all, you're like, I, you know what? I, mm, they need to be happy about that. Well, let's just be honest. They're not. Okay? Can we just be real this morning? You know, when they're opening up clothes and they get to the clothes and they're like, oh, this is great. Phew. You know, it's like pajamas or something like that, and they throw it over the back of their head. But, uh, and, and not that they shouldn't be grateful. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that they, they want to get to the big stuff, do they not? And the reason that I bring this up this morning to get you in the right trail is because I believe this. You may not be a good gift giver. I'm not a good gift giver. But can I tell you, God is a great gift giver. Can I tell you, he gives the best gifts and today, I'm going on a direction here, and, I, I, and, and so uh, there may be some things that I, you feel like I leave out today, but I believe if you lean in, there's something that God really has in store for you. And I'm talking about the Holy Spirit. And some of you right away, you, maybe you're visiting here today, you're like, oh, no, he's one of those guys. Yes, I am. Woo! <laughs> and I want to tell you what I told you last week. The Holy Spirit is not weird. People are weird. And, and if you lean into the Holy Spirit, he'll change your life. He's changed mine. And I'm telling you, he will make you a better dad. He'll make you a better mother. He'll make you a better business owner. He'll make you a better American. He'll make you a better, better neighbor. And I'm telling you, we need an infilling of the Holy Spirit. So this is what I'm doing today. I'm going to talk about the, he's the gift giver. And then next week, I'm going to talk about baptism. How it's, or, or actually, in, in two weeks from now, I'm kind of setting this up because I really believe, I said this last week, are we a Pentecostal church? No. Yes. We want all of you in here to experience Pentecost. 
every single one of you in here. And if you were here last week, we talked about how Jesus, when he came to the New Testament, he came and what he did was, is he fulfilled all of those feasts that we talked about last week, the feast of the Passover. How many of y'all thankful that Jesus fulfilled? John said this, behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. Amen. Aren't you thankful that we didn't have to kill a lamb anymore? That he, he fulfilled that prophecy of, of the feast of Passover and how Jesus is the one, the, the spotless lamb of God. And we don't have to deal that. And he took away the sins of the world. How many of y'all thankful that he took away your sins? That he's faithful and just to forgive you of all unrighteousness. Come on. We only have a few amens on that. How many of y'all know? That there's people out there that keep all records of wrong, but I'm here to tell you we serve a God that keeps no record of wrong. Because his love is great. His love is powerful for each and every single one of us. And then we talked about the Feast of, uh, we talked about the feast of Pentecost in, in, how in, in the Old Testament how 3,000 people were killed. But in the New Testament, 3,000 people were saved. And how in the Old Testament that it was birthing a nation, but in the New Testament he was birthing the church. And in Acts chapter 2, the Spirit of God was poured out. Everybody say poured out. And then we talked about how, how Jesus will be the fulfillment of the Feast of Jubilee or the Feast of Trumpets, how he's coming back for the church. And so I just want to bring this up one more time. There's so many people that experience giving their life to Christ and they experience the blood of Jesus and they experience the Feast of Passover. And what they do is, is they live their whole Christian life waiting for Jesus to return. But in the middle, they are stuck and they are miserable living this Christian life. And I'll say this again. The Christian life is not hard. It is impossible without the infilling of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit. And you don't want to just feel Passover. And you don't want to just wait for the Feast of Trumpets. But you want to, you in the middle. How many of y'all know in the middle it's the hardest? How many of y'all know it's in the waiting that's the hardest? And you need the most help in the middle. And in the middle you need to, you need to feel Pentecost. You need an infilling of the Holy Spirit. And so we're going to talk about baptisms. But today I want to talk about gifts and and uh, if you have your Bibles, go to Acts chapter 1. But the first thing that I want to talk about, I, I'm a, I have lots of scripture that I'm going to share today. But God gives the best gifts. And if you're taking notes this morning, the first gift that he gives us that I want to talk about is he gives us eternal life. Everybody say eternal life. In fact, this first one here, this is for, for forever. This is, this is a great gift. In Romans 6.23, it says the wages of sin is death, but the gift. Everybody say gift. It says, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So he was setting it up from the very beginning. He's saying the way that you would live your life, it would come to a place of sin. It would become a place to a death where you would have not only physical separation, but you would also have spiritual separation from the Lord. How many of y'all know he desires to have a relationship with you and me? And I can tell you with all confidence this morning, if there's sin in your life, you are separated from God. I'm going to say that again. It's very bold, but it's very true, and it's very accurate, and it's the Word of God. If there is sin in your life, whether it's outside or inside of a closet somewhere, you are separated from the Lord because of sin in your life. The wages of sin is death. Everybody say death. I know that's a big deal. So he had to set up his son, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. See, there, there it is again, eternal life. 
eternal life. See, we've all sinned. We all deserve death. But he was pointing us to Jesus that he is what? The way, he is the truth, and he is the life. The Bible tells us this in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 8. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that of not of yourself. It is a what? A gift of God. He's saying what God did on the cross for eternal life for you and me. You didn't do nothing to deserve it. You didn't do nothing to earn it. There's nothing in you or your grandpappy's pappy's pappy that made a way for you to have eternal life. Only Jesus made a way. How many of y'all know Jesus made a way? And so it's by grace. You didn't do it. It's for eternal life. And so this first one here, this first gift that God gives us that we're talking about in eternal life, it is for when we die, right? Now the next two, it's for the here and now. How many of y'all know we need stuff for the here and now? It's like in, in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. We don't need faith in heaven. Right? When you're seeing streets of gold and a mansion and everybody's healed, you don't need faith there. But where do you need faith? You need faith in a fallen world that we're living in. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. That's why it says it. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. And so in John 14... Uh, So the second gift that I want to talk about this morning is the Holy Spirit. That's the second gift that he gives us. And I'm telling you, I told you in the beginning, and I'll say it again. God gives the best gifts. And this is the best gift that you can get. And it's for the here and now. See, John 14, 15, and 16. If you you go back, uh, in John 14, I have this written above, um, inside my scripture here, inside my Bible. And what's interesting to me is at the end of Jesus' life, he's not, talking about, um, he's not talking about rapture. He's not talking about the church. He's not, not talking about end-time prophecies. You know what he's talking about? He's talking about the Holy Spirit and how important it is that the church has this. And in John 14, it, uh, he's talking about the Holy Spirit that remains close. In John 15, he's talking about his calling. And in John 16, he's talking about his job assignment. And I want to encourage you to read all of that. Because the gift that God gives us here is so good. But if you have your Bibles, Acts chapter 1 and verse 4 through 5, the second gift he gives us is the Holy Spirit. We talked about this last week. He says this, "Um, Once when he was eating with them, he commanded them, Do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift he promised, as I told you before. John baptized you with water, but just in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. The Amplified says it like this, verse 5. For John baptized you with water, but you will be baptized and empowered. Everybody say empowered. How many of y'all know that's a good word to have? Empowerment. And united with the Holy Spirit not long from now. And then we read in verse 8 where it says, And you shall receive power. How many of y'all know it's good to have some power? When the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. I'm telling you, when you get an filling of the Holy Spirit, it's like him saying this. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you'll be my witnesses in Amarillo, Texas. You'll be my witness inside the Bennett home, inside the Newman home, inside the Draper home. Come on. Inside of your home. Not only there, but you'll be able to do it in Canyon, in Claude, surrounding areas, in Texas. Come on, how many of y'all know because of the infilling of the Holy Spirit on the inside of us, we ought to be a light not only here, but across the United States, across the state of Texas. Come on, who, who, who knows we need that today? If you watch the news, we need an infilling of a power of some sort 
And it might as well be from God. And so he tells him, he said, John baptized you with water, but just in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. He said, and so you understand in this, you won't need this in heaven. You need it today. And just as I was praying a while ago, you know what the Holy Spirit does? It takes a prideful heart and it makes a humble heart. It will take an unforgiving heart and it will give you forgiveness. That's the empowering that you need. How many of y'all need some help forgiving people from time to time? Amen. I might lift two hands. Let's go ahead. How many limbs can I lift up in the air? How many of y'all know we need help with that kind of stuff? That's the kind of power that the Holy Spirit gives you. How many of y'all know he can, he, he, those of you that are dealing with anxiety, I'm telling you with an empowering of the Holy Spirit, you don't have to live anxious anymore. You can live in peace. I'm here to tell you this morning, if you're hopeless, you can have hope. I'm, that's what the infilling of the Holy Spirit does. Re- remember last week I told you this. The Holy Spirit doesn't make me better than you. It makes me better than me. Right? It takes the natural things, the natural giftings that I have, and that's one of the things that we're going to talk about, and he makes them supernatural giftings. Amen? So the first one is a big one, eternal life. How many of y'all know that's big news? The second one, the Holy Spirit, that's big news as well. Now, if you have your Bibles, open them to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Now, I do not have enough time to go into 1 Corinthians chapter 12. But the basis of this is this. The next gift I want to talk about today is this. It's spiritual gifts. God gives gifts. Jesus gives gifts. gifts, And the Holy Spirit gives us gifts. And the scriptures are very clear about this. But in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, he is talking about spiritual gifts. And it's about serving and advancing the kingdom of God. How many of you know God wants to use you to advance the kingdom of God? I'm going to say that again. God wants to use you, and I don't care what your background is. I don't care where you came from. I don't care what you've done in your life, and neither does the Lord. But an empowering of the Holy Spirit on the inside of you, God can use you to move mountains. And this isn't just for the pastor. I, you, like, pastor, you say that all the time. Until it gets through your thick skull, I'm going to say it every single week. It's not just for the preacher. It's not just for the clergy. Clergy sounds like something you need to take medicine for anyway, all right? Right? Can I get an amen? All right? Can we just be honest this morning? God wants to use you. And so in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 1, he says, And now about the spiritual gifts. Everybody say gifts. The Amplified says the special endowment given by the Holy Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. Can I tell you, there is across TikTok and YouTube and formats that you guys probably see, Facebook and Instagram, there is people that are uninformed about the Holy Spirit, that they're getting their knowledge from somewhere, but it ain't from the Word of God. It ain't from the Word of God. And before you start start making your own um, analogies about things and things like that, you need to see what the Word of God says. And it goes on to say, it's uninformed, and, and he talks about a variety of gifts. But in verse 7 is one of my favorites here. It says, but to each one. Everybody say each one. It's to all is given the manifestation of the Spirit, the spiritual illumination and the enabling of the Holy Spirit for the common good. God, wants, God has spiritual gifts for each one of you. Can I say that again? God has spiritual gifts for each one of you. 
And I'm, I know that there's some of you in here, you've attended church for a long time, or maybe you're new to this, and you, you, you have a mantra inside of your head because of maybe the culture of America, of where we are. You, you have inside of your head, you think this, that there's the man of God, there's the woman of God, and they have like this red phone to the Lord. They can like call the weather shots and things like that, right? And then there's the pew sitter, and you're like, that's what I want to be. I, I just want to come. I just want to sit inside the church. I don't want to do anything. But can I tell you, when God, when Jesus fulfilled those feasts, he poured it out on all flesh. Can I say that again? All flesh. That means every single person in here. He did it for the plumber. He did it for the electrician. He did it for the mom. He did it for the dad. Come on, he did it for each and every one of us in here. I'm telling you, because of the spiritual gifts, it's only because of the spiritual gifts he can take a fisherman and make him fisherman of men. It's only because of the spiritual gifts that he can take a tax collector that somebody likes. Right? It's only by the Spirit of God that he can take someone like the Apostle Paul, that persecuted Christian. Yes, I said it right. And I'm not talking about, he, he was mean to me on Facebook. No, this was a guy that actually killed Christians. And God did something on the inside of him by the baptism of the Spirit on the inside of him because of the blood of Jesus. He was a new creation in Christ. Old things have passed away. Behold, everything has become brand new. He went from somebody doing worse things to doing things to advance the kingdom of God. And can I tell you, that's what God wants for you. Toot and totem clerk. That's what God wants for you who works at Walgreens. That's what God wants for you as a... Um, Diesel mechanic, come on. Are you hearing me this morning? This is for all of us. This isn't, isn't just for the high and mighty. This is for all of us. And so, and, and, and actually at lunch, lunch yesterday, I was, I, this has just been stirring inside of my spirit. I don't know if you've ever read, and I, I learned this in history, but this is perfect for this. I, I had gotten this email, this book that I'm probably going to order, but um, it's about the Protestant Reformation. It talks about Martin Luther, and you know the 95 theses that he posted on the door. And that's an amazing story because as, as even just reading of what he went through in his life, I believe there was an empowering of the Holy Spirit of what he did. Now you're thinking about people that, you know, that follow the Lutheran belief and things like that. Uh, they may have gotten off course of what he was trying to do, but this is in a nutshell what happened on that 95 theses. As he was, he was what? they called clergy at that time and something messed up and how many y'all know things get messed up from the book of acts to where they were in the 1600s or this is i think 1500s and what how they had it set up was is you had to be raised under the cloth right and so his grandpappy's pappy pappy was a priest and so he became a priest but as he began to read the word of god there was that empowering of the spirit and he read first corinthians chapter 12 and in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, he talks about the body. Not one person, but it talks about the body of Christ. And so there was something on the inside of him. And at that time, all the, all the word and scripture and books of the word and things like that, they were all locked up and they were only for clergy. And so when he posted that 95 Theses on the door, what he was saying was this. It's not just for the people. There's clergy and there's lay people. Laity, he was saying, we're all clergy. 
God's called us all to be a witness. All of us need to have the word of God on the inside of us. And so what he was doing was saying this, we've got to get the word of God on the inside of these people. We've got to put a Bible inside of their hands. It doesn't need to just be on us. And can I tell you, that may have happened in the 1500s, but can I tell you, we still struggle with it in 2022 today? Are you hearing me this morning? Because there's so many people you haven't tapped into what God has in store for you. Church struggle, because the enemy knows this. If the church struggle struggles and Christians remain unfulfilled because the whole team isn't playing. See, God has a spiritual design for you. God has put a gift on the inside of you that you need to do to advance the kingdom of God. And this is what Martin Luther was seeing. He was saying, man, if these people are going to walk the walk and talk the talk and be who what God has called them to be, they've got to go out there and do something about it. They've got to put their hand to the plow. Your spiritual gift doesn't need to sit on the shelf. It needs to be on the inside of you and operating through you. Are you hearing me this morning? I need to wake you all up. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 11, it says this. And he himself gave to some to the apostles. Now he's talking about Jesus here. Some prophets, evangelists, some pastors and teachers. But verse 12 says, for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry. Does he say for the equipping of apostles for the work of ministry? For the equipping of prophets for the work of ministry? No, it says the equipping of the saints. Raise your hand if you're a saint. Some of you are saying it by faith. <laughs> uh, hey, if you've asked Jesus to be the Lord of your life, you're a saint. So I'm going to ask you this question again. Raise your hand if you're a saint. You may not live saintly, but you should. You may not live holy, but you should. But God has called you a saint. That means he's forgiven you of all your sins and cleansed you from all unrighteousness. The Bible school that we had at the first year, I talked all about this sainthood. And God has called us to be saints. And so he's saying he has equipped the saint for the working of ministry. That's not, that's not Travis Bennett talking. All right? That's the word of God. That's right here inside of this book. For the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry. God has a gift for you to work in the ministry. That's why he tells them... Uh, for the equipping of the saints, equipped to do the work of the ministry. See, that's why he says in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 1, he says, on these spiritual gifts, I don't want you to be ignorant. And it's for each one of us. I heard this said before, and I don't know who said it, but I wrote it down. Spiritual gift, a spiritual gift is a supernatural ability that God gives to each of his children so, so that together we can advance his purpose in the world. I mean, y'all know his purpose needs to be advanced in the world. You know what I'm convinced of? I'm convinced of this. The enemy is okay with you coming to church. I'm going to say that with all confidence. The enemy probably will leave you alone coming to church. You know where he gets freaked out? Is when you begin to go into your purpose of the spiritual gifting God has given you. 100%. I say that with all confidence. That because what, what the enemy wants you sitting, not working. The enemy wants you weak and not walking in your calling. The enemy wants you to just sit there and not go into the destiny God has in store for you. I'll say this again the church struggles 
when people don't flow in the spiritual gift God has given them. Because when the whole team is working, God is working. And that's what he's saying in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And I'm, and, and I'm not done today, I promise you. I'm just getting warmed up of where we're going. How many of y'all getting something out of the word already today? Amen? And so, uh, go with me, if you would, in Romans chapter 12. We're going to go to Romans chapter 12. So, I've talked about the gifts that he gives us. Number one, he gives us eternal life. Number two, he gives us um, the gift of the Holy Spirit. And the third one is the spiritual gifts. Now, there's so much in that. Uh, I mean, he talks about, and, and I believe, let me just go ahead and say this. Let me, let me go back there real quick before I get ahead of myself. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. He talks about these gifts. To one, he is given through the Holy Spirit the message of wisdom. And to another, how many of y'all need wisdom out there? Tap into the Spirit. I'm telling you, he'll give you wisdom. The word of knowledge and understanding according to the same Spirit. To another, wonder-working faith is given by the same Holy Spirit. And to another, the extraordinary gifts of healings by the one Spirit. And to another, the working of miracles. And to another, prophecy, foretelling the future, speaking a new message from God to the people. And to another, discernment of spirits, the ability to distinguish sound. Godly doctrine from the deceptive doctrine. How many of y'all know we need that? There's not one of these you don't need. We need all of them. To another, various kinds of unknown tongues, and to another, interpretation of tongues. All these things are brought about by one and the same Spirit, distributing to each one individually as he chooses. So, we need an infilling of the Holy Spirit. Would you agree with me this morning? We all need these spiritual gifts. So the first thing that I want to do talking about today in the gifts is very practical here is you need, because I believe this, let me just, before I start this, all of you, you have natural gifts on all of these. There's some of you that are, there's some of you, you just have the gift of faith. It's like when the Bible says it, you're like, I believe it. There's some of you, maybe because of your raising or how you were brought up, You struggle in that, and so you have to develop it. But my point is is this. There's some gifts on the inside of you that they are just naturally on you, but it doesn't mean that you can't get the others. Are you hearing me? I truly believe that with all my heart. And so, number one, write this down if you're you're taking notes. If you're not, take notes. Go ahead and write this down. Thank you. Number one, find your gift. God has for you. All right? All of us have one that's natural. The Bible tells us this in Romans chapter 12 and verse 6. I love what the NLT says. In his grace, everybody say grace. God has given us different gifts. Grace is the word uh, charis. Uh, God has given us different gifts. This word gifts is charisma. So it's not of what we've done, but it's everything that Jesus did for us. For doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, he says what? Speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. How many of y'all know we, if, we know if we serve, we ought to serve well? Everything that we do, we ought to do it under the anointing of God. He says, serve well. If you're a teacher, teach well. If your gift is encouraging others, be encouraging. If it's a giving gift, give generously. Some of y'all, you really do have the gift of giving. You put it all out there. Some of y'all, you're like, ah! You feel my pain? You know what I'm talking about? All right. 
uh, if God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. Even on that, I believe there's people that are natural born leaders. And so you're like, well, pastor, I'm just really not a leader. Listen, if you're a mom or a dad, you are a leader. If you are a believer, you are a leader. Now, you may have to cultivate that, and you may have to perfect some things on the inside of you, but by the Spirit of God, all things are possible. Are you hearing me this morning? It says, and if you have a gift of showing kindness to others, do it gladly. How many of y'all know kindness don't even work unless you do it gladly? Then in Psalm 139, I'm setting this up here because I want you to be reminded of you're a new creation in Christ. Old things have passed away. Behold, every Thing has become brand new and how God wants to use you. But I want to remind you of this. In Psalm 139 and verse 13, it says, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your books before one of them came to be. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that awesome? And the reason I share with you that is this, is because God made you the way you are by design. By design. The likes, the things that you have on the inside of you, the personality traits that you have. Listen, God wants to use those things to advance the kingdom of God. He wants to tap in spiritually to those things. You're like, well, pastor, we don't have the gift of speaking like you do. Can I tell you this? The first time I spoke in youth, I spoke 10 minutes and I was out of words. Now I have the gift of gab. (laughs) Right? That's why we sing two songs on the first service. You're like, pastor, you're going to have to cut it down. Listen, sometimes I need a cane just to take me off the stage. But can I tell you this, that might have been a gifting, but with God's supernatural spirit, he doubles things in your life. He triples things in your life. Are you hearing me this morning? Because that, that may have been who God may be to be, but his supernatural to my natural, come on, it does some things different on the inside of you. And you need to know that God made you by design. Destiny is found in your design. Destiny is found in your design. Most people don't know what their spiritual gifts are. And so I wrote some of these down. And there's some of you in here. And the reason that I wrote these down is because, well, I'll just show with you. Uh, Administration. Maybe you have the gift of administration. And you have the gift of being organized. In fact, you see some things in the church and it drives you crazy. Like you walk into the church and you walk into a room and you can see a piece of paint that's not right. You can see a chair that is not right. Can I just give you a word of advice? Don't get upset at people. Fix it. Because God has given you that gift. Are you hearing me this morning? Don't call and complain to the church. Come up here with a paintbrush and say, you know what? It's driving me nuts. I got to do it. And we will let you do it. We'll put you to work. Maybe it's a gift of apostleship. Craftsmanship discernment. Maybe you walk into a room and you can tell when somebody is, it, there's something wrong with somebody. I, I, I believe I have that, that gift, all right? You know when some, some, some things are wrong. I remember working with Heidi. Uh, Heidi, she definitely has that gift. She has a heart that's so big. She could walk in the room and she always saw the weak person inside of there. 
And she just had that discernment and knew something was wrong. She would come to me and say, Pastor, something's wrong with him. Ah, are you sure? And I'd call him, sure enough. Uh, maybe it's uh, evangelism. Maybe this just comes out of you. Everywhere you go, and you might get frustrated at other people that I can't believe so-and-so doesn't evangelize. He's got the Spirit of God. Well, maybe he hasn't tapped into that because you have a natural ability of evangelism. Now, am I saying that all of, it, all of us should have the gift of evangelism? I am saying that. But there's some of you that you're more gifted in that area. I'm just saying don't get frustrated with other people that don't have the most evangelistic heart as you do. Are you hearing me? You're like, Pastor, why are you saying this? Because it happens. Exhortation, faith, giving, helps, hospitality. Some of you are better at that than others. Can I get an amen? Intercession. When I even think about Judy praying for three hours, I'm like, I am out. You're like, well, you're a pastor. I know, I'm just being honest. No way. I got to eat between three hours. Come on, let's just be honest. When you think about praying for three hours, just raise your hand and say, you know what? That is not me, all right? I'm like, rub-a-dub-dub, God bless the grub. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, or Father, Son, Holy Ghost, the one who eats the fastest eats the most. Get in there. Come on. I don't like to be with somebody who prays long before the meal. Come on. When it's right in front of you, that is rude. But I'm not saying that I couldn't have that gifting. I'm not saying that if I get in that room, being around those other intercessors, that that couldn't rub off on me. But intercessors don't get upset with people that don't think that your ministry is the best. Because I've, I've seen that before. Like talking about, I, I, I could think about it. Even me, when I was a youth pastor, I thought youth ministry was the best. And I would get upset at other people that didn't think youth ministry was the best. It's because God had called me to be a youth minister. And it was on my heart. Are you hearing me? Does this make any sense this morning? Knowledge. There's some of y'all, you're just smart. Be nice to us people that aren't. Leadership, mercy, missionary. Just like that. There's some of y'all, you're like, Pastor, why are we doing things in the community? Have you watched TV? You see what's happening in Africa? Well, God has given you something to do in Africa. Let's start something then. Don't get mad at me because I don't have the same heart that you do, the same gifting that you do. See, God put that in you for a reason. Are you hearing me? The reason I'm saying that, because there's some of you in the room, you've had a nudging. See, what I'm trying to get you to do through the power of Pentecost and the Holy Spirit, that nudging is not there just to nudge. That nudging is there for you to tap into something. Are you hearing me today? Uh, maybe it's the gift of music. Some of you have it. Some of you do not. <laughs> Come on. Right? You know, and I'll tell you, sometimes that's frustrating to have that gift. Because we've been, we've been places before, and we'll get in the car, and Pastor Brandy say, that was so good. And I said, no, it was not. The guitar was out of tune. I go through all these things. I'm telling you, that can be a curse sometimes. John, you know what I'm talking about. I'm like, I think the anointing was there, but I did not feel it. All right? Uh, but if you have the gift of music, can I tell you right now, the reason I'm helping with the team this morning is because we need more musicians. And if you have that gift of music, we need, you need to tap into that gift. It's not in you just to sit on the shelf. It's in you because God put that in you to advance the kingdom of God. 
Are you hearing me today? Maybe it's service. Maybe it's teaching. Can I tell you, I am not a natural-born teacher. I'm a natural-born preacher. But, but what I begin to do, and this is the next thing that I'm going to talk about, I'm not saying, I'm, I'm not canceling myself out of being a teacher. I'm not doing it. Pastor Robert is a natural-born teacher. I'm not, but it doesn't mean I can't be. Because we're going to talk about this, 1 Corinthians 14. It says, desire spiritual gifts. So I'm going to desire those things that aren't natural to me. But by the Spirit of God, I can do them. Are you hearing me? And you know one of the ways that you can find out what it is? Pastor Michelle, the second part of the connection class. If you haven't taken the connection class, I want to invite you to do it. We're doing it next month. And inside of that, you take this test and you see your spiritual, natural giftings of what they are. And the reason you need to know those is because you need to get in a ministry where you can use those and you can advance to what I'm saying. The church gets better when you get better and not just be a pew sitter. Are you hearing me today? Why did God put you here? To use that gift that's on the inside of you. Here's the second thing. Number one, find your gift. Number two, develop your gift. You know how you develop your gift? By doing it. Come on. Horseshoeing wasn't just natural. I had to learn how to do it. You know how I learned how to do it? Crawling under horses. Not crawling under one. Crawling under two. Crawling under three. Crawling under fire-breathing dragons that I didn't want to crawl under. But I learned. I'm telling you. And you're, you're right away, you're looking at somebody, oh my gosh, he just flows in that gift. I feel like I have that gift, but he flows in it so well. Don't do that. You're cheating yourself. You know how that person got there? By doing it. Can I tell you where, I, you, you know what I've done in the church? You're like, pastor, well, you're the pastor. I promise you, I've cleaned every toilet in this place. I've mopped the floors. I've taught the kids. I've taught the youth. God, wherever you want me to want to be. God, you can use me. You can use me. God, I want to be used by you. And by the Spirit of God, that nudging on the inside of me. I just want to be, I, I, I'm not going to look at other people, but you do it by using it. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 1, I just said, shared this a while ago. But it says, let love be your highest goal, but you should also desire. Everybody say desire. This means to pursue, to go after. Special ability of the Spirit gives. So he's telling us that you ought to desire these spiritual gifts. In 2 Timothy 1.6, he tells us, he told him, he said, he's telling, Paul is telling the young minister Timothy, he said, this is why I remind you to fan into flame the spiritual gift God has given to you when I laid hands on you. We see that in 1 Timothy chapter 4 of how the elders did that. But he's saying, by the Spirit of God, I want you to stir that up. You know how you stir things up? You do something about it. Come on, you do something about it. I want to say this. How can you start a ministry? There's been times where people come in and say, Pastor, I feel like God has called me to start a ministry when they have done absolutely nothing in the church. How do you expect to start a ministry if you're not in ministry now? Come on. Well, uh, Pastor, I, I see myself doing the same things that you're doing. Okay. Start cleaning some toilets. Glory to Glory to God. I hope you get that. Amen. Be humble. Get out there. Whatever it is, uh, the, the gift of service of whatever it is. 
get into that gifting of what ha- God has in store for you. Start with, maybe it starts down here, but how many of y'all know it starts here and God begins to elevate you where you're supposed to go and what you're supposed to be. You've got to use it. It's just like when, you know, the first time uh, you have a word for somebody. If you don't open your mouth, the word's not going to come out. And I have found this when I've, I've had boldness, and, and, and it is intimidating when you get around people and men and women of God where it just flows. But I promise you, it, always, it wasn't always like that. Was there times they missed it? Yes. There are times I've missed it? 110,000 yes. But I had to cultivate it. How do I cultivate it? By doing it, developing it. Walk it out, work it out. The, the word will work if you work it. Here's the third one. See, I have the gift of gab. I need to shut up here. Number one, find your gift. Number two, develop it. Number three, simple. Use it. I just want to see a show of hands just real quick. You, you feel like there's a nudging in your heart. You have a gift on the inside of you, but you don't use it. Just lift your hand. I'm lifting my hand too. I promise you. There are some things, but for whatever reason, intimidation, whatever it is, I feel like I haven't tapped into what God has in store for me. Because when I read through 1 Corinthians chapter 12, there's some of these that I do desire that I haven't. There's times where I've operated in them, but I want to operate them more. We need to use it. 1 Peter 4.10 says this. John, if you go ahead. 410, it says, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. He says, use them well to serve one another. What is he telling us? He says, the gifts that you have on the inside of them, you, you have to manage them. How do you manage them? Not by putting them on shelf. You have to use them and cultivate them in your life. I want to ask you the question this morning. Let's go ahead and stand to our feet. Coming to a close here. I want to ask you, with the natural capabilities and giftings God has given you, I just want to ask the question with everybody looking at me. What have you done with the gift God has given you? Maybe it's the gift of hospitality. Maybe it's the gift of children. There's some of you, you don't operate in a gift because of offense. You get offended with everybody you work with. Listen, don't let someone stop you from going into the gifting God has in store for you. Scripture's full of people that's trying to stop people. Can I tell you this morning? I want to ask you this morning. What are, what are you doing with the gift, the natural gift that God has put on the inside of you? What are you doing with it? Can I tell you this? And I just want to remind each and every person in here. This gift is not for you. It's for him to be known. It's for him to be known. Inside of your family, it's for him to be known. It's not to make you great, but it's to make God great. And even at that place that you are, you need to be reminded of that. You need to come back to a place of humility. It's not of your own ability. It's what God has given you to be able to do what you do do. So with every head bowed, with every eye closed, I just want to ask you in this room today. You say, you know what? There's a nudging inside of my heart. There's something that I know that's a gift from God that you have given me. 
But you know what? I've sat on it and I've set it dormant. And I see this morning the value and the importance of how the church will struggle when I'm not going into my destiny. Listen, you will remain unfulfilled until you go into what God has in store for you. If you're in here and you're hurt, can I tell you? Maybe it's by a family member. Maybe it's by someone that that is important to you. Can I tell you? Begin to work that gift. I'm telling you, fulfillment will come out of that gift. Because what you've done is put them more powerful than the gift that God has given you. Put him back on the throne. I want to ask you this morning. Because I'm looking at a room full of pew sitters. There is something that God has designed for you to do. There is somewhere. Maybe it's kids. Maybe it's hospitality. Maybe it's some things down at the arena. Maybe it's when we go feed the homeless. Maybe it's when we serve inside of the community. Whatever it is. There's something. There is something. There's a gifting God has given you. You need to manage it well. If you're in here and you say, you know what, Pastor? That's me. I, I, I have a gift, but I've put it on the shelf. Whatever reason. And you're in here and you say, you know what? I have a gift and I'm ready to start using it. And I'm going to take the steps to begin to use that. Whether it be at home, wherever it is, God has, has in store for you. Come on, lift your hand. Who is that today? Who is that today? Come on, lift your hand. Amen. God, I pray for these right now in Jesus' name. Lord, I get an agreement. Come on, church, get an agreement with these that have their hands raised. God, I pray for them. And I pray, God, whatever that gifting is, as they desire those spiritual gifts, God, I pray that right now that you are giving them a supernatural enablement. Lord, as they begin to develop it and they begin to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things begin, begin to be added unto them by the Spirit of God, I pray that you just begin to open doors, that you make a way when there seems to be no way, that, Lord, that you begin to cultivate something on the inside of them and that they would look back on this time and say, God, as I reached out in faith and said, you know what? I'm ready to start using that gift. God, that there was a supernatural ability that came. Oh, by your anointing. By your anointing. And Lord, that you're turning some things around on the inside of them. I pray for the right people in the right place at the right time. Divine appointments of people that will help them nurture that gift on the inside of them. Oh, in Jesus' mighty name, I pray, God, that you make a way when there seems to be no way. Oh, and that they would flow in the destiny that, God, you have in store for them right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' mighty name. I thank you, God, that it's your anointing that breaks the yokes and bondages of sin and death. Oh, and that gifting that you've already given us by the power of your anointing, God, that you would, you would do something supernatural. Supernatural in Jesus' name. Thanks for joining us. We want to thank all of you who give to our ministries here at AOL Church. It's because of you that all of this is possible. You can give now by clicking the link below. And if you haven't already, subscribe and share this message. It helps us reach more people and share the gospel through you. Be sure to stay connected to us through our Church Center app, our website, arenaoflifechurch.org, and follow us on social media like Facebook and Instagram. 
May the Lord bless you and keep you. His face shine upon you, be gracious to you, and give you peace. Thanks again for listening. Go and make a difference today.